Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. How the hell is everybody out there? This is your boy. This is your main man, your host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. Of course, I am AJ Orsini, and I know I change it up every single week, but I'm just trying to see what works. How the hell are you? How the hell is going on? I mean, how the hell? What the hell is going on? Man, you can tell. You can tell. One of those days, huh? One of those days. Listen, folks, this is Orsini here, and this is Orsini's Uncensored Mind. So I have to uh, I have to start right here at the top by letting all of you know, listen, what happened last week, okay, that was an aberration. That was different, okay? I was, I was a little upset last week. I was a little down on myself, a little down on the luck, and I was a little angry. Angry AF, as a matter of fact. It was part due, dick pick a palooza last week. I had a lot of shit on mine. Had a lot of shit on my chest. Okay? And I managed to get most of it out pretty incoherently, actually, if you think about it. If you really look... If you if you really look at what the, at the stuff I was talking about, it was... Uh, yeah, it got a little real last week. But that's all right. I'm in a much better mood this week, although I don't see how or why. The luck and the fortune of this household has changed very little. Uh, we're apartment hunting here on this end. We're looking for a brand new house of O. For those of you who don't follow me on social media, and shame on you. The links are below. I posted up just the other day. We're looking for a new house of O here. And nothing stalls that up more than when you're setting up a bunch of appointments and, and, and trying to get some deals done here. And you lose your cell phone, which had all the information in it, which is what happened. See, I've been busy doing schoolwork, and I've been doing work and all this different stuff. So my wife has been doing the research on the apartments, and yesterday she lost her phone. So we're taking a bit of a step back here, but we we managed to rebound. We managed to rebound. We did some research and found those uh, those uh, realtors up, up again, and... And we're back on track. Unfortunately, she's down a cell phone now. She uh, she actually has mine at the moment. So, Wednesday of the day of the show, folks, I, I am cell phone-less. I got my laptop, though, so I'm good to go. I've got some form of communication, so that's pretty cool. That's going to be all right. So, last week I was angry as fuck. This week, not so much. Which, again, I'm saying I don't know how because I just listed some things for you in addition to all those things. My teeth are killing me again. For those of you who did not listen to the episodes earlier in the in the Orsini's Uncensored Mind universe, uh, I got some pretty infamous episodes back then include, uh, that are labeled Fuck Teeth. Uh, one Fuck Teeth and then uh, uh, Fuck Teeth 2. Um, I almost had a... Uh, I almost had the return of fuck teeth here today, but uh, I'm rebounding here. The medications are kicking in, and everything seems to be okay. So I don't know why I'm not angry as fuck, but I definitely have all the reasons in the world to be. But I think maybe, I think last week was such, it was a bit much. So uh, so I'm taking a bit of a break from the anger cycle here and being a little bit more cheerful. As a matter of fact, we're going to get into something right now that might not be as cheerful, but it, it needs to be discussed. I know. I know. I've done this a billion times now. I always bring up these topics, and I open it by saying, this needs to be discussed. Well, it does. It's non-wrestling related. This is another what the fuck. But it's not a what the fuck because it's funny or because it's it's an obscure thing, which is normally a what the fuck segment is. This is a what-the-fuck segment because I can't believe I'm actually reading what I'm reading and hearing what I'm hearing. So let's get into this shit. Deep. What in the fuck is he doing? What the fuck is going on in here on this day? 
What the fuck is happening? What the fuck is going on here? I need some clarification. So for those of you who do not know, and there's quite a few who don't, uh, I, I say that it's not an obscure thing, but because this has been, you know, mainstream general pop uh, news stories as of late, so, which is not normally where I get my WTF shit from. But I had to talk about this. I had to talk about a man by the name of John Allen Chow or Cho or who cares? It's weird. I'm just going to call him John Allen for the remainder of this story. Now, if you don't know about John Allen, most of you who, who do are probably chuckling your asses off right now. This was the gentleman who received the ultimate sentence. He received death by spear to the chest. Uh, this is the young man, 27 years old, as a matter of fact, who traveled to the uh, indigenous islands over in India. He, uh, there's a tribe over there called the Sentinelees, whatever. Uh, this is an indigenous people. These, these people have been living on that island secluded for years, decades, centuries even. Some people are estimating up to 60,000 years here that they have been secluded and cut off from the rest of the world. This is as, uh, this is as old school a tribe as you're going to find anywhere on the planet. These are the last few remaining prehistoric versions of humanity here we're talking about here. They're on this island here, minding their own goddamn business. As a matter of fact, what is this? Um... Uh, it's on, the, on India's Andaman and Nicobar Islands over here. The reason why I'm bringing this up, not just because he got speared in the chest, but uh, the many different circumstances involving this death and this unfortunate situation. So from what I'm gathering here, and I've dabbled here on a few different websites here just to try to get some solid information. The one I'm going to take from the most is a BBC News article here that was taking place uh, as early as November of the 21st. The reason why I chose this one is because it has some very unique information in it that I haven't been able to find in other articles. Usually a, a lot of these articles are cut and paste, so I don't pay too much attention to them. But this one I had to talk about a little bit because uh, when it first broke, when this story first broke, it had all this shit to do with God. He was some sort of Christian missionary, that he was on this trip to... Uh, uh, to, to, to convert these uh, Islanders here to, to Christianity, uh, which, of course, looks bad on the outside. I'm glad I waited a while for the story to develop because we're now learning that that's really not the case here. Yes, he was a devout Christian, and yes, he's one of those annoying ones where everything is about God and all, all praise to him and yada, 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 all that stuff, right? All, all, to each his own. That's the, that's the kind of shit that gets your rocks off. That's the kind of shit that gets your rocks off. But it wasn't the prime reason he went. No. As dumb as that would be, uh, it actually gets stupider because all it really was for him is uh, he labels himself as a bit of an adventurer. He's all over Instagram. He's all over social media taking all these different photos with different peoples and different civilizations. And apparently, I, I, I've always heard the stories. I've never seen the pictures. I've never seen the video. But as this story broke, a lot of people who dabble in this kind of uh, lifestyle have been coming forward and, and showing, uh, showing their, their evidence and, and of their time spent in indigenous places. And these white people really do feel like these are like little vacations. They come, they shake hands with these little brown people, and they go home. And in this particular case, this gentleman was trying to head to an island that nobody goes to. No one is allowed to go to. The Indian government stays away from it. The fishermen in the local area stay away from it. Everyone. He had every red sign in the book to tell him, this is a terrible idea, you shouldn't do this. Uh, when the government, when the government of an entire country, especially one the size of India, you know, when you've got a government overseeing that many people that look you in the face and say, this is probably a bad idea, you shouldn't do this, this is a different type of people, this is not the type of people you want to be around. When they tell you no, and then you go, because let's face it, folks, and it's written here, and it's true, he got on this island illegally, he wasn't supposed to be there, he bribed some fishermen to, to, to go to this island and, and see these people, and they killed him. They killed him almost instantly. They, the fishermen, uh, they were throwing spears when they dropped him off, and they still dropped him off, which is the hilarious part of the entire deal. He, they dropped his ass off and said, all right, gringo, we'll see you tomorrow, and he came back, and, yeah, he was, he was not only dead, but they buried him. So uh, the Indian government has been trying to retrieve the body, and they can't do it. 
they can't get on that island because these fucking people won't let them do it. And that's that. That's it. He belongs to them now. So, Mister Adventurer uh, gave up his body for that habit, or should I say, for that hobby. And that's pretty much the end of that story. But the reason I really want to talk about this is because there's a there's an element of humanity in this. Uh, there's an element of humanity and, and, and lack thereof. And that's where I'm going to get to here because I know last week I came off very angry. I'm not angry today. I'm speaking to you reasonably and within clear sound and body here. And there's a level of humanity here I just I don't possess. This is another piece of the Orsini puzzle for you guys to put together as far as me and my personality goes. I possess no humanity in this situation. Not a single tear was shed. As a matter of fact, there was probably more chuckles involved in this than concern. I don't want to use the word deserved, but I mean, you, you get what you got coming to you here. You bulldozed through so many red signs here. So many stop signs were in your way. So many different ways people told you this was a bad idea. They told you it was bad. You could die out there. They're going to kill you. This is not going to go well for you. And he just pushed and pushed and pushed because he wanted to be an adventurer. He, he wanted to live life. You're not living life now. You're in the ground. You're worm food at this point. So uh, I, there's no humanity in this. I, re- I don't care. I'm not one of these people where it's just like, well, you know, I, I support my fellow man. I, I'm a human level. You have to feel for him. Nope. No, if you're stupid or if you're bad, evil, and you die, I, I don't care. It, and I include stupid in there. If you're doing something, it's like the guy who climbed the tiger cage and then got mauled and then wants to cry about it after the fact. You know, he got drunk and thought it'd be cool to jump into the tiger cage. Then he got mauled, you know, because tiger. And then he got mauled and then he starts crying about it after the fact. Wants to sue the zoo. and Just sue the zoo? Bitch, he jumped into a tiger cage. What the fuck you think was going to, what did you think was going to happen? Tea, crumpets, the dolls were going to come out. You put a nice plaid, a nice plaid blanket down. You sit down and you talk about the day's events. It's a tiger cage. He's going to be tiger and do tiger-like things to your face. And it's the same thing here. They said, dude, if you go on this island, they're going to kill you. And the fishermen said, if you go on this island, we're going to kill you. And the people said, if you come to our island, we're going to kill you. And then they killed him. And then, and now the Christian community wants these people either taken out or arrested. Taken out or arrested? What the fuck are you talking about? He trespassed. He trespassed. He was in an area he wasn't supposed to be in. And he died stupidly instead of if you want to arrest anybody if you want to put charges or if you want to point a finger at somebody at fault maybe at best the fishermen because they took the money they took the bribe this is what happens when you take those things this is the consequences of that so if you want to point a finger at literally anybody i guess it would be the fishermen but even then i'm pretty sure they told him a thousand times this is not a good idea they probably took a day. They probably knew at that moment we're taking a dying man's money, folks. Let's just take his ass over there, and let's just see what happens. And what happened was is he got spears stuck through his entire body. And he's fucking dead now. So let this be a lesson to you for all you fucking people that like going to all these foreign countries and taking these trips into other people's fucking houses and dealing into their fucking environment, dealing in their fucking territory is a good fucking chance they're gonna fucking kill you. This island isn't the only place. I tell people all the time, this is why I don't like traveling all outside of the country. I've done it a few times, and every time that I've done it, I have felt out of place and weird. Weird. Because it's not my environment, dude. When you start fucking in other people's shit, it's not good. White people have always had this mentality, I mean, since day one, that the world is their oyster, you know? They could just go wherever they want to go. They set sail, or nowadays they buy a plane ticket. They just go, well, let's go to Indonesia for no reason. Okay, bitch, come to Indonesia. See what happens to that milky white ass. Let's see what happens. Bring your ass to Indonesia and see what happens. That's why I tell people, you start going into other places like that, no good, no bueno. I will stay right here in New York where it's safe. At least the gun violence over here is right here in your face and on the street. And right clear as day where I can see it, which is not the same I can say for other areas. You know, people always point at Chicago and Detroit and New York and L.A. and Miami as all these uh, all these urban areas and all this gun violence and all this other stuff. I'd rather be there than, say, some small town in Iowa, whatever the case may be, because I'm not going to see it coming over there. At least over here in New York, it's right in my face. I see it coming. There's no surprises over here. 
You're either going to get shot or you're not going to get shot. Some people will ask politely, hey, brother, listen, I'm going to have to put this bullet in you. You just shrug. Yeah, do what you got to do, brother. Whereas in other places, they're fucking surprised you with it. One person pisses off one guy and the guy goes off and kills like 30 people. Fuck you killing me for? I didn't fucking do shit to you. We've been doing this shit since the podcast started. There's been so many situations. We're having like weekly mass shootings now and all kinds of stupid shit. But this is definitely one of those situations where I, I have no... I have no tears for you, my friend. You're dead. As a matter of fact, good riddance, because we need less of you. We really do. The day and age, everybody wants to be fucking Christopher Columbus. Everybody wants to be the person, I want to discover this, or I want to go here. Or he probably looked at this as, this is the one place people are supposed to go. Oh, let me, I got to go then, you know, for the gram. I got to go for the gram. Because that's where most of his shit is. It's on Instagram. If you go to Instagram, backslash John. Chow, uh, C H A U. You can go at John, uh, yeah, here it is at John A C H A U. And you can go there and you can see all these cool pics he's got. And there's even one of thing here, um, of him with one of the fishermen, as a matter of fact. And he's got this stupid look on his face, like this fucking guy's in trouble. You can see it on his face. Dead man walking. He's like, This guy is gonna fucking die. And he did, he did, he died brutally. So, again. Not a single tear. Not one. We've got many other things to talk about here besides people getting speared in the fucking chest. One of which I want to bring up because uh, I didn't get a chance to mention this last week because of obvious reasons. I was angry as fuck. But more importantly to the fact I didn't want to I didn't want to start off my my uh, 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 my my show with that. And then things just kind of spiral out of control. Like I said, I had another show planned and recorded and then wheels just fell off. So uh, I, I didn't get a chance to say last week, uh, but I have WrestleMania tickets. I know I mentioned on the show that I was going to try to get them, and it was a bit of a struggle because, uh, you know, for everybody, you know, everybody on my Facebook goes, well, fuck it. It's too expensive. I'm just going to wait. Okay, you go ahead and you do that because I did not wait. I jumped right on it, and getting a ticket was it was a horrible experience. I couldn't get on the website. That's how fast these things were going. Now I know secondary market, blah, 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 blah. But still, it was very hard to get these tickets um, the week of. But I do have them. I do I do have my tickets. I'm prepared to go. Um, and I'm not the only one. It's going to be in the New York area. Well, no, it's, it's in North Jersey. I hate when people, I, I, I caught myself doing it right now. I hate when people say that. It's not in in the New York area. I already had this discussion on an earlier podcast. I think it was right before last year's WrestleMania, if you want to go back and check that out. I think it was um, uh, the Rockets and Secaucus. I forgot what number that was. That was me describing what it was like to get over there. Uh, it's not in the New York area. It's in North Jersey. It's at MetLife Stadium where the Giants and the Jets play, and it's a beautiful building once you get inside. Everything surrounding it is shit. But the building itself uh, is a pretty nice building, and it's going to be a lot of fun to be there. But I got tickets to go to that. I got tickets to go to WrestleMania. And I started noticing almost instantaneous to me buying these tickets that things started really coming out about WrestleMania weekend, but not about WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania weekend has become a bigger attraction to some people than WrestleMania to a degree. Because it's become indie show haven, an indie show haven. Uh, regardless of where WrestleMania tends to be, there usually tends to be a whole litany of things that surround it. Last year, as a matter of fact, um, even though I didn't go, I still tried to help out with some people who were in the area who could go. So I put out this listing of all the different wrestling shows that were going to be taking place over the course of that weekend in the area. Uh, I will be doing that again this year. It will be easier for me this year, considering most of the companies that are going to be running around WrestleMania are my local indie companies here, which is easy for me to keep track of. Before I was putting out stuff, um, I had to look them up <laughs> just to give just to give the indication there. But here it's easier because I live here. I know most of the companies that are going to be running. Uh, Paramount of which, House of Glory. Will be doing a, a, a huge show, uh, WrestleMania weekend. I mean, they got the freaking Great Muda coming in. I know Game Changer Wrestling has a lot of things coming on uh, in Jersey. 
in North Jersey, I should say, which is where a lot of people coming in for WrestleMania, I promise you, will be. That was my advice last year. If you're not from New York or you're not from New Jersey and you're coming in to WrestleMania, you're flying into WrestleMania, right? Uh, that would be my advice to you is what I said last time, which was you need to get a hotel in North Jersey. Don't get a hotel in New York City thinking, well, it's in the New York area. I'll just take a, a, a bus or a train and everything. It's It gets hectic over here. I'm telling you, it gets hectic. If you want this to be an easy process for you, get the hotel in North Jersey. That way, if you want to see the city, you can still see the city. You're not that far. You can still see the city. And when you head back to your hotel room, it'll just be easier for you. Because if you start from the hotel room in New York to get to MetLife, you're going to be in for a lot of fucking trouble. Traffic up the wazoo. This place is compact. If you don't know shit about New York City, I'll just tell you this. It's people upon people upon people. It's very uncomfortable. It's very crowded, especially for people who are used to having their own space, either driving their own car or just living in the rural areas where you have room. We don't have that here. New York City is one gigantic, smelly, stinking sardine can. Now, I love my city. This is where I was born. This is where I was raised. This is probably where I'm going to die. But saying all that lends to you my honesty about it. It's a shitty place. It's filled with sh- it's a shitty, shitty place. I, I don't rep my city nearly as hard as I used to when I was a kid. As an adult, I can see it for what it is. And it's just a shitty place. It's people on top of people. It's it's just not. I can understand now why the allure, why there's so many people who move to Florida. Because they're just, there's just no room to do anything here. So if you're coming in to come see WrestleMania, I'm telling you, word of advice, get the hotel in North Jersey. It'd be a lot easier for you. It's less of a hassle. It's easier transportation to the building and back. Uh, Ubers and life, uh, and life lifts uh, are much easier Believe me, from MetLife to a hotel in New Jersey as opposed to having to go through any of those tunnels to get into the city. You'll be sparing yourself a lot of stress and anxiety if you do that. But WrestleMania weekend is going to be huge. There's a lot of companies going on. And I'll give you guys more information as we come along because things are still developing. But I just gave you two right there off the back that I know for a fact will be running. Uh, I think Capital Wrestling... Uh, which you've heard a thousand times on this show. We'll also be doing something for that weekend. A lot of big-time shows. And that's not including, those are the local shows. That's not including the stuff that I know Evolve will be doing and WNN will be doing and uh, uh, MLW will be doing. There's going to be a lot of options here uh, for wrestling shows coming up for WrestleMania weekend. It happens every year, but I just feel like recently, over the course of the last two or three years, it's it's really exploded beforehand i think it was just something that indie companies did that was like some sort of smart move for them where it just generated as much interest as they could but now it's it's almost like it's part of the event to the point where this year if i'm not mistaken i think this is the year i think we talked about it on the show takeover the takeover before wrestlemania will be going head to head with a ring of honor new japan g1 show as the takeover will be taking place in the barclays center in brooklyn where G1 and ROH will be running Madison Square Garden, which is huge. I've been going to Ring of Honor shows. Well, I haven't been in a long time, but when I was going all the time, uh, we used to go to the Manhattan Ballroom in Hammerstein all the time, which is across the street. It's literally f- it's a few feet away from Madison Square Garden. And uh, we used to joke all the time, man, one day, you know, we'll be standing across the street going to a Ring of Honor show. Well, that day is approaching fast. It's coming in April. It will be WrestleMania weekend and G1 it's a huge, huge time for, for New Japan. Um, again, I'm not a big New Japan guy. I don't follow as closely as most do. But I do know for a fact that the G1 is definitely a huge event uh, uh, for for New Japan. So the fact that it's here, the fact that it's in New York, that it's competing against a takeover should be interesting. That's going to make for a very interesting weekend. There's going to be a lot of pissed-off wrestling fans here in New York. They were pissed off the day that the tickets went on sale, and this kind of died down. But I'm sure when we get back to that weekend, man, it's going to go right back into being pissed off because that is a really, really shitty situation to be in. If you've got limited funds and you've got one show maybe in you, man, that's going to be tough to pick. Uh, I, I made my selection. I'm going to Mania. As far as the two in between, uh, G1 and uh, TakeOver, I had my shot at uh, G1. I had the screen right in front of me. I, I had the option to buy those tickets, and I just I couldn't bring myself to do it. It's pretty expensive at the time. 
Maybe as we get closer, those prices will drop. I don't know. So I may still be able to find myself at a takeover. But I'm not banking on it. I'm not entirely sure. We will see. I would love to make a weekend out of it. I didn't get that chance last time. Uh, well, then again, last time they didn't really have NXT takeovers at that time. But I did, I, I wanted to make a weekend out of it. I wanted to do Hall of Fame. I wanted to do Fat Access. I wanted to do all that stuff because I've never done it before. What ended up happening was I just went to WrestleMania, which is fine. It's the, it's the main event for me, WrestleMania. I'm going to go. But this year I definitely would like to do something a little more uh, intense. Also, last time there were WrestleMania was here. I was not a father. Uh, I am a father now, so that would require some sort of maneuvering and babysitting and scheduling and the whatnot. So we will see where that goes. I will update you guys as we get along here as to what's going to happen with that. We're going to be doing um, a lot more indie talk and a lot more indie work coming up in the next few weeks. Obviously not tonight because I'm running short on time today. Um, I am behind. I got a big test tonight. That I'm still studying for. I got projects I got to finish up. We're we're getting into the dog days here. It's about to hit December. Uh, Christmas is coming up around the corner, which means as broke as I am, it's only gonna get worse from here. Uh, I know broke. You just bought WrestleMania tickets. Well, that's why I'm broke. Like, what do you want me to? See? What do you want me to do? That's why I ain't got no money. And I don't normally buy wrestling tickets anymore, you know. But uh, WrestleMania's in the neighborhood, so yeah, I'm going. But uh, it did dig a hole in the pocket. Now, luckily, our debt situation got figured out big time. A couple of bonuses and a couple of a couple of short chain stuff uh, just took place, so the finances are looking better. So I will I will update you guys on whether or not that becomes a full weekend. I'm trying to decide what to do for Mania. Um, a couple of people have told me that maybe I should do something live in the building, but then I was told that could be an issue for people uh, with licensing and whatever. So I don't know. We're going to work out all that stuff out. I, I would love to do something from the building uh, for the show because I know I'm still going to have the show. <laughs> I, I just I just know it. Uh, I got to do the numbers and crack down and see what number that's going to be because that would be crazy. I, I have something very special set up for episode 69. Holla, holla, holla. So let me see. Is 64, 65. We'll do this together, folks. 65. Okay, let's go down here. To December 66, 67, 68, 69, uh, uh, 71, 2, 3, 4, uh, 5, 6, 7, 8. Okay, I gave up because this thing's not cooperating. But it looks like we're going to be somewhere either in the high 80s or the low 90s here. Man, wait, now that I'm thinking about it numerically, how close to 100 will I be? Hmm. Let me see, 64, let's do it over, hold on, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69 is there, 70, 1, 2, 3, let's go to here, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, that would be 80, 81, 82, and no, 82, episode 82 will be happening before Mania. And uh, let's get going. Wait, three, four, five, six, seven. Mm hmm. Eight, nine, ten. That's 90. And then let me see. Five was 91. Two, three, four, five. And six, seven, eight, nine. Here, August 7th. August 7th will be my 100th episode. Interesting. Because I'm not. Uh, I won't be in school and I won't be working August seventh. Oh, we could do a damn we could do a damn thing. Oh, we can go off. Oh, this should be interesting. Okay, no, I'm super hyped now. Hold on, I didn't even think about that. I got something planned for sixty nine. Now I'm learning eighty two will be before WrestleMania. And now I have a definitive date for my one hundredth. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's getting crazy over here. Hold on. I'm getting hyped. I'm gonna have to do something real fucking special for one hundred. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a former WWE champion on my show. Oh, it's possible, by the way. It's very possible for me to get a former WWE champion on my show next week. For the 100th episode, that should be dope. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about this, actually, for a second. Now that I'm hyped on the... Now that I'm all on the hype train. Woo woo! I'm all on the hype train right now. Uh, I have to make a confession here. I still have to see War Games yet. And I said that to a buddy of mine yesterday, and he just he he disowned me essentially. I think I'm blocked on all social media. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, and for for the reasons I laid out earlier, I've been busy. I got I got things to do. 
So I haven't had a chance to sit down and actually listen, or watch, I should say, to TakeOver. I think I'm going to listen to it tonight. Not listen to it. Stop saying listen to it. I think I'm going to watch it tonight. Like I said, I have a big test. Um, But what usually happens with these college tests is you come in, you sit down, you take your test, and you usually end up leaving, which means I usually end up leaving early. So if I do leave early, I'll probably that, that'll be my train ride. I'll probably watch TakeOver. I, no, it won't be my train ride. I don't have my fucking phone. <sighs> so I guess I'll be watching it this weekend because after tonight I have math. And then I'm done. And then I'm done. I'll pretty much be done with all things school-related until the end of January. So that'll be cool. So, yeah, maybe this weekend. Maybe this weekend we'll get our shit together and we will get on the ride. But I did catch Survivor Series and I talked a little bit about that uh, last week in a very angry way. But nonetheless, I did talk about it. Um, So we're moving on from that. We're moving on to TLC. And TLC to me usually is a garbage pay-per-view. They've completely wiped their ass with the tradition and the lineage and, and, and the importance of a TLC. Um, although the card's shaping out pretty nice so far. Uh, so far, I've been interested. We're getting the rematch uh, between um, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, which is interesting. They announced a triple threat TLC match uh, for, for this pay-per-view for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair, and uh, and Becky Lynch, the man, Becky Lynch, and uh, Asuka. And I'm going to tell you, that's a, that's a pretty dope matchup so far. Uh, the Raw side also has a very interesting matchup with the face breaker, Nia Jax, competing against Ronda Rousey for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. We're going to get into the face breaker in a second. Uh, I already mentioned that. Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin is still on. Shitload of stipulations that nobody cares about. Rollins and Ambrose for the Intercontinental Championship. And uh, apparently the Mixed Max Challenge Final is going to be on this show. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much a throwaway show, like I said. But there are a few matches here. Uh, Brian and Styles, obviously. I definitely want to see the face breaker in action. I am not that enthralled right now with Rollins and Ambrose. And I think the reason is because of this. It's <laughs> I'm not enthralled with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Because I think Seth Rollins is doing a hell of a job. I think Dean Ambrose is doing a hell of a job. Especially with his heel turn. Those heel promos so far have been very, very close to the Mox promos of the old. And we'll see how he progresses over time and see how close he can walk that line and tap into that uh, parental advisory promos he used to do back in the day. But I think the reason why I'm just not feeling this is because both of them are giving me all new shit. But against each other, which is really old shit. Okay, it's like uh, they're trying to rewrite some of the history that they have, and I don't think that's a good idea. I can't feel this feud. They've been doing all kinds of goofy shit on TV, which I'm telling you, if Dean Ambrose does these promos against anyone else but Seth and maybe Roman, then I'm I feel I feel this feud a little better. Or it's not the feud, excuse me. I I feel the heel turn a little better. He's giving me all new shit, but he he's he's doing it with the same old guy. It would be like to me, it would be like working all day, see your see your fucking fingers bleed, man. You're just working all day. You're sweating up a storm. You're not feeling your usual self. You go home and you take all your clothes off and you hop into the shower and you clean up. You soap up. You shampoo your hair. You get all clean and you're feeling good and you're feeling sexy and you're all dry and you and you're feeling good. And then you get out of the shower and you put your old clothes back on, drawers and all. That's not gonna work for me. <laughs> it doesn't make me feel good about what's going on. You know, you you came out here and you tried to do all this do cool shit, but you're doing it against the same old fucking guy. Like, we know Ambrose and Rollins have good chemistry. We've seen them go at it a thousand times. We don't need this again. I think Ambrose against literally anybody else would have been an improvement in this in this situation, and I just think it's unfair for both of them. Rollins, to me, in particular, because Ambrose at least was gone for eight months, 
So I think Rollins against anybody right now would feel okay. Rollins, to me, is stuck in a position. I don't want to say getting stale because he's not. His matches are still consistently better than most. But his row gallery, he, his 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 list of opponents is shrinking. He He's wrestling the same guys over and over and over and over and over. The match with Shinsuke at Survivor Series, while not the match I think people thought, at least it was a different matchup. Shinsuke and Rollins, at least it was something we've never really seen from Seth before. They're going to need to freshen that guy up big time, especially if the rumored plans are true and he's going to be competing in a high-profile matchup at WrestleMania. We're going to need to freshen that shit up then. You know, uh, uh, and a run as the WWE Universal Championship may not mean much if nobody's really behind the guy. Now, I know he gets the big pop. Burn it down! I get it. Uh, but after that, you know, everyone's sitting in the seats watching a, a rerun episode. So hopefully they can mush all that stuff around here. Now, I gave you the matches for TLC. Again, it's fucking, it's it's throwaway. But I want to talk about uh, the face breaker for just a second here. I don't want to give people the impression, or 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 should or should I say, this is my opportunity here to to rid people of of the of the idea that I'm making fun of the situation that happened between Nia Jax and Becky Lynch, because I'm not. What happened with Becky Lynch was unfortunate and it fucking sucks. I said it when it happened. I'm saying it again now. It's it just it's just a terrible situation. It fucking sucks. It sucks for everybody. All right. It sucks. For Becky, it sucked for Ronda. It sucked for Nia because now she's got the heat. What heat, AJ? Nia's competing for the championship. Trust me, she's got heat. All right, she she's in that situation because it's a duh situation. The size of that woman, she's an attraction. All right, there's no one in the women's division that looks like her, that moves like her. You got to push her. There's not really a whole lot you can do. I don't know if that's the reason Nia felt the comfortability to do what she did. Who knows? I can't get inside her head. But the reason why I'm definitely making fun, or the reason, or or the people that I'm definitely making fun, are the people that were shitting on her, telling her she needs to go back to NXT. She's injury. She 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 she, she causes uh, all these injuries, and she injures all these people. And when I just sit here and I just laugh, because while you guys are talking about actually firing her or bringing her to NXT, they're putting her in championship matches, which should be an indication. Before she stands with the company. But instead, people are just using it to call the WWE stupid. Alright, stupid. Why is she getting this opportunity? Because she's dope. That's it. That's 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 pretty much the end of it. You know. You you hear your usual your usual garbage on the internet. She's only hired, she's only a WWE superstar because she's the Rock's cousin. Really? Because she's the Rock's cousin. Because Rock makes those decisions, right? He calls Vince on the phone. He says, here, you're going to hire this guy. He's good. Put him over. Make him a champion. Put him over at WrestleMania over <laughs> over your your top heel. Make her a champion. Give her a nice lengthy run. Give Make her be the one opponent against Ronda Rousey that makes any sense. Right? That's what Rock does. Rock, 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 makes, sure, Rock makes sure that his family's in a high-profile situation all the time. Right? Wasn't this the same shit we used to hear about Roman in the beginning when he was oh, he's only getting pushed because he's the Rock's cousin? I have a news update for all of you. You know how many fucking cousins the Rock has? A ton. These Samoan people are tough. They fight. They they do two things in life. They fight and they fuck. That's what Samoans do. They fight and they fuck. Sometimes together. Some of these Samoan women are pretty wild. Okay. Sometimes they do it together. Sometimes they fight, then they fuck, or sometimes they fuck, and then they fight. Either way, there's a lot of fucking Samoan kids out there. And there are a lot of fucking cousins for The Rock. They're not all hired by the WWE. Right? There's no wrestling company, even the one that my boys work for over at WXW. It's not littered with Anawahis. It's just not. There are a few, and then that's it. You don't get hired by the WWE. You don't get put on payroll. You don't get brought in as a superstar, as a member of the WWE roster, simply because you're genetically linked to The Rock. That makes zero fucking sense. There's no logic in that. Zero. None. I don't even know how people got onto that topic in the first place. But this continuing theme that she's only there because she's The Rock's cousin... 
is by far one of the <clears throat> excuse me by far one of the stupidest things I have ever heard. Dumb. It holds no weight. It's it's an opinion that someone shared, and because the internet just takes one opinion and makes it catch wildfire, all of a sudden it's everyone's opinion. It's not your opinion. You read it online, you thought it was a cool thing, and you started saying it. That's it. There's no fact to it. It's just dumb. How many superstars are above the rock who can't get their family members fucking hired? Are you fucking kidding me? But that's that situation. Then there's the other thing. She's unsafe. We talked about this already. She's not unsafe. She's not unsafe. She wouldn't be in high-profile situations. She wouldn't be in WWE championship matches. She wouldn't be competing against Ronda Rousey at TLC if she was unsafe. She wouldn't be. Folks, she just wouldn't be. Okay? You know you know why she's not unsafe? And I've said this online a few times. I don't know if I've said this specifically on the show. People were throwing me in my face that she'd injured several people, which I dislike the word several in this case, but let's go with it for sake of argument. Right? Oh, she injured Becky. She injured Alexa. She injured this person and that person. I think the total I was given was five. She injured five people. Okay, she injured five people. That's a lot. It's a lot of people. If you've wrestled 20 people. If you've wrestled 20 people and you've injured five, that's a quarter of the way, man. That's pretty bad. All right? But if you've injured five people, not career-ending injury, by the way, They'll all be back. She hasn't ended a single career. All right? And she's injured five people. Now, she wrestles anywhere from 280 to 300 matches a year. Less this year because she was injured. No one commented on that, but, you know, whatever fits the the narrative, I guess. So we'll estimate anywhere from two, we'll say two. 30 to 250, somewhere in that 20 match range. 230, 250 matches this year. She's injured five. You know what kind of percentage that is? Let's do the math. Hold on. I'm curious. Here we go. I'm going to pull this up. I don't have my cell phone with me. So hold on a second. Calculator. Calculator. All right. I gave a range 230 to 250. Let's take the low ball range here. Oh, let's do that. 200, okay. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, Okay, yeah. So, uh, man, we're talking less than 10% here because 10% would be 23. So we're talking about 0.021, a bunch of numbers, 0.021739130434782626. Okay, so 0.02% of a chance of being injured, getting into the ring with Nia Jax. There you go. How about that? She's so fucking unsafe. But here's the thing. The wrestling, the casual wrestling fan, even the hardcore one, if you think about it, they don't acknowledge the work schedule. That's the problem with the argument. This is why people get lost in translation. Because they don't acknowledge the, the, the house show. They don't acknowledge the, the, the tour. You know, They look at Raw. They look at SmackDown. They look at pay-per-views. So what happens is in the course of a month, if you have, let's say, average, because some months are five weeks, but on average, a month is four weeks. That's four Raws. That's four SmackDowns. That's eight. Actually, you can short it down because Nia is exclusive to Raw, right? So that would just be the four. So it's the four Raws, and it's a pay-per-view every month. So that's five. That's five shows a month that the average fan is watching. Throughout the course of a year, that would be about 60 shows. Okay. It's about 60 shows. If we, I don't even know why I closed this, because I guess I, I was done doing math. But you say about 60 shows, right? And she's not even wrestling on all 60 because she was hurt. But we'll take the 60. All right, 5 divided by 60. What did that give us? All right. About, was that 0. 0.8? 0. 0.008. 0. 0.008. 
That's another one. This thing is getting all screwy here. All right, I'm done with you. I need my cell phone for this shit. This calculator is garbage. The point is, if you've got 60 shows, which, again, she was injured. She didn't wrestle all 60 shows. But let's just say that she did. And she injured five people. Okay? What's, what would be 10% of 60? 10% of 60 would be six, right? And we're talking about five. Less than 10%. Less than 10% of a chance you're going to get injured. Less than 10 I know guys on the indie circuit right now, their percentage is probably up in the 40s. But Nia Jax is unsafe. Sure she is. Sure. Sure she is. It's dumb. It's just dumb. It's it's selective. It's in my world, this is what I've seen. And then it's funny, the people who are complaining the most about her being unsafe, you know how I just gave you the numbers here, about 60 shows on average, if you're just watching Raw and pay-per-views. There are people who go online who who proudly bang their chest that they don't even watch the WWE anymore. Even if they do, they catch a show here and there. They, they don't watch it all the time. So that number drops down even less. So let's say on average, the casual, not casual, excuse me, the hardcore fan who hates the WWE, they miss pay-per-views. They don't watch Raw regularly. Now you're shrinking the number down even more. So now you have what? On average, they'll see a couple of Raws. Let's just say, okay, let's say they watched every pay-per-view, which would be 12, and which is actually more now with this schedule, but let's just say it's 12. Let's say out of principle, they didn't watch Crown Jewel or the Greatest Royal Rumble, right? Or they didn't watch the Starcade event or whatever the fuck. They just watched the regular pay-per-views. That would be 12, okay? So if you injure five women on, on 12 shows... That is unsafe. That is unsafe. That's where you fall into that category. That's why people are of the belief she's unsafe. Because in their world, they only see her but so many times. And every time they see her, it's another injury. So in their minds, she's unsafe. But in reality, she wrestles these women a thousand times. Alexa Bliss is 77 fucking pounds. She is the tallest smallest grown woman I've ever seen in the wrestling business. Small. Naya is quite possibly one of the biggest women that have ever been in the wrestling business. Or at least in the W. Both of them I'm referring, I'm referring to the WWE scale. And they've wrestled each other a thousand times. They're best friends. And she's never put Alexa in the hospital. She hasn't ended uh, uh, Alexa's career. Nothing. Accidents happen. I'll put it to you the other way. I'm surprised she's not more unsafe. I'm surprised she's not worse. Because the punch against Becky Lynch, that was not even intentional. She didn't intend to do that. And I know people will sit here and say, it's clear as day. It's not clear as day. In the wrestling business, you throw your hand every time. And it hits what it hits. This is the game that we're in. I've been punched in the teeth when someone was aiming for my the top of my head many, many fucking times. Any pro wrestler would tell you they've been dinged quite a few times from people. Okay? It happens. Now, unless there's something I don't know going on between the two of them, which I doubt, because I think by now we would have heard something. But unless there's something personally going on between them, that was not intentional. So... If that is the kind of damage that Nia can cause with her fist, unintentionally, imagine what she could do if she was intentionally trying to punch you in the face. That's why this whole face breaker thing, they call her the face breaker. I love it. Because she's going to go out there against against uh, Ronda Rousey and TLC, and they're going to have a pretty comparable match. The match they had at Money in the Bank earlier in the year, wasn't that terrible? Wasn't that terrible? And you would think Nia Jax, this unsafe woman, right? Put her in a battle royal evolution. She's just going to be injuring chicks left and right. Oh, that's right. She didn't injure anybody. Because she's not unsafe. Duh. I don't even know why I had to explain that. But I did. Because that's how it goes here in the world of wrestling fandom. This is how it goes. This is how it goes. Okay. We are going to head over to our next topic. And this was something I didn't really anticipate talking about today. 
I had other things that I had in mind, but I saw this last night and it really it really got me thinking and it really took me to a place I didn't expect. So I thought it'd be really interesting to talk about. I'm going to talk about it here. And now back to Action News 5. Our top story tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Absolutely. I would hand it this last night. Uh, gift wrapped, if you will. Uh, I, I can't believe my eyes and I couldn't believe my ears last night. But I was watching SmackDown Live, or at least I had it on in the background whilst I was doing my actual work that I was supposed to be doing and trying my best to be a mature, responsible adult. I could not help keep my eyes on the screen as I started seeing advertisements. I started seeing advertisements for a particular individual who was celebrating an anniversary. Uh, They were celebrating an anniversary, and and I just have to give the guy credit. And I absolutely, absolutely needed to talk about this guy. And, And I hope... I hope you guys will afford me a chance to really legitimately talk about this guy full out. Listen, that was my bad. That was my bad. That was the wrong track. Hold on. Hold on a second. I'm working the board here. Uh, I'm sorry about that. No, that was... No, that was super intentional. (laughs) Ha! My man, Jinder, man. He's on a roll. He's winning. And that's not a coincidence, folks. WrestleMania season's right around the corner. You need this guy hot again. That is not a mistake. Anywho, yes. So, they talked about somebody else last night. Talked about this guy last night. One half. One of the greatest tag teams of all time. One of the greatest eight-ring WWE superstars. No, seriously. But last night, they talked a lot about Jeff Hardy last night. Twentieth uh, anniversary in the in you know, I guess they could say in the WWE, right? Because they that was that was the premise of it. He had signed a contract with them back in 1998. He was wrestling before that, um, what, three years, I guess. But, uh, yeah, they signed a full-time deal in 1998. It became WWE Superstars, and what a road it has been. If you have not had the chance, if you want to head over uh, to, uh, if you want to head over to uh, the WWE Network or, or wherever you, you can get this, uh, your hand on this streaming episode, uh, it was an episode of, uh, uh, that 365, what the hell was that? Beyond the Ring or whatever the hell it was. I forget what it was. That little in-depth documentary they did on the Hardys and their run in the WWE and what happened to them when they left and the and the problems and the, and the successes and everything they did. Really in-depth uh, interview that they did. I felt it was honest or as, as honest as it could be about uh, their trials and tribulations. And listen, there's a lot to celebrate here. I'm not going to lie. I was one of the biggest Hardy Boy marks back in the day when I was a kid. I got the infamous photo of me with the purple long sleeve and the purple headband that I've had on my social media for forever. I was a fan. For a while there, I was very close to getting that Hardy Boy logo tattooed. Uh, The one with the wings. Dope. Uh, I was a big fan. There were a lot of people who were big fans. The Hardy Boys were rock stars. When they were in their 20s, man, they were the rock and roll express of my generation. They really were. And there's a lot to celebrate there. Their achievements, what they've given to this industry, what they've given to this business, the respect that they've earned. Uh, there's There really is no words that can describe how grateful I am for what they've contributed to the business and what they've done. Uh and last night when they mentioned it was his 20th anniversary, I started getting flooded with a lot of memories. And that video package they played last night was wonderful. It was a beautiful package. I just got flooded. And all these memories just started flooding right in my head. And 
I was just filled with such joy because there's so many memories. The whisper in the wind from the top of the cage at Survivor Series, the the WrestleMania bump, uh, the big ladder where he broke his tailbone, the big swanton from the top. My, one of my favorite of all time, the Madison Square Garden swanton above the ta- well, on the other side of the taxi uh, through the Dudleys, those TLC matches. I mean, even as a singles guy, the, the, the big WWE title win against Edge and Triple H. I mean, there's... Uh, uh, the feud with CM Punk on his way out, and even there since his return, uh, the big pop they got at WrestleMania, the Hardy Boys, uh, as a tandem, ha- have been synonymous with some of the most entertaining sections of my life. And uh, so last night, it, it it was good to see him out there, and 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 then Samoa Joe came out. And Samoa Joe poured some nice, cool, refreshing water on everyone's faces last night. And I know it was scripted, and I know a lot of that stuff was approved ahead of time, and, and, and Jeff was just going with this because they're going and leaning towards a nice little psychological feud between Joe and Hardy. And, and I get all that. But I couldn't help but thinking in my head, Samoa Joe didn't really tell any lies last night when he was saying the things that he said, which was... Uh, looking at the package filled him with a lot of memories, and it was probably good for Jeff because he probably couldn't remember half of that shit since he was on so much stuff and basically making reference to his drug abuse in the past and all of his situations. And I'm going to be honest with you, I mentioned earlier I was really close to getting that Hardy Boy tattoo because I was just a, such a big fan. But I think a lot of the reason why I, I respect him as a professional, I respect him as a person, uh, I respect him as a wrestler. Um, but I respect him less. And the reason for that is because I I hold people responsible for their decisions. I hold people responsible for their actions. Are, is there such a thing as second chances? Is there such a thing as recouping and coming back from negativity? Absolutely yes. I am not going to sit here and say that he's a piece of shit and he should be shunned from the industry forever for everything that he's done. Uh, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is apologies and second chances don't erase fuck-ups. When you fuck with people's lives, not just your own, but you fuck with people's lives, those shouldn't be swept under the rug. You should be held accountable for your actions. Now, you can recover, like I said, but it doesn't erase what you've done. All it does is, you know, when you get a second chance and you strive and you do better, all it does is prove that you learn from your lesson, which is good. It's good quality to have. What it means is you can stay in my life. That's what that means. But you don't forget. It doesn't go away. And I'm glad last night, in spite of the fact that it was supposed to be such a great time and a great trip down memory lane for Jeff Hardy, it was one of honesty as well. He made a ton of fucking mistakes. A ton. And I did the same thing. Hey, listen, I'm just keeping the same energy here. I love Stan Lee. But on Stan Lee, in the episode 62, when we did Stan Lee, we talked about the good, we talked about the bad. We're going to do the same thing here. He did a lot of good. But he did a lot of bad. The drug abuse, the trafficking, the, the, the intent to sell, the, the, the just loading himself up and endangering uh, people he was working with. There's a long list, a laundry list of fucking things that this guy did that is not good at all. And yes, he climbed back, but man, you want to talk about privilege. I mean, this guy was given 8 million chances to succeed. It was He was just so gifted and so talented that he literally was the exception to almost every rule. I don't know how many drug policies he's failed. I don't know how many times he's been arrested. He told the story on the network about the police raiding his home and seizing God knows how much and and narcotics and all kinds of shit. Same thing with Matt Hardy. You know, you you climb up and you work hard to try to get things erased, but it doesn't. It stains you. It does. It stains you. I respect Jeff Hardy. I'll always respect him. I think he's entertaining. He's one of my favorite superstars of all time to this day, which is probably why he consistently keeps getting these chances. But they don't go away. It's the same thing with the love, and I, and I don't want to go down this route because I know people are going are gonna to disagree with me, and that's fine. You can do that. I don't really give a shit. But the, all this love for Eddie Guerrero, it's a lot like that for me, that situation with Eddie Guerrero. 
Eddie Guerrero is one of the greatest superstars who ever lived. No one can no one can dispute that. I can't dispute that. But he made a lot of mistakes. He was great. But he made a lot of mistakes. He was not perfect. A lot of again, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, domestic abuse. I can't forgive that. He 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 worked really hard in redoing all the wiring within him. He changed who he was as a person from the ground up to the point where everyone involved had forgiven him. Vicky forgave him. The family forgave him. He worked hard to come back and prove to be a member of the family again and be a member of the wrestling community again. And I think a second ago I said I can't forgive. That's not the case. I'm sorry I misspoke. I do forgive. Uh, But I don't forget, and I don't think anybody forgets. That's why when people share all these things, oh, he's he's one of the greats, and and they they fawn over him. I mean, that's fine. As a fan, you can do that. But I don't forget what he did, you know. And I think that comes from a personal place. I think that comes from me. My father had a lot of issues, and it wasn't really his doing. As an adult now, I can look back and look at it and say, man, you know, he it wasn't really it wasn't really all him. There were other extenuating circumstances that led to his decisions and the things that he did. But he still did them. He still did them, and that doesn't go away. I'm sorry. My mother gets on me all the time about that. It's like, well, you can't hold that against your father. I can. I can, and I do. And it's the same thing for my favorites. Just because you're my favorite superstar does not negate the fact. You made a lot of dumb mistakes. And I think you should be held accountable for that. And I think it should take away some things from your legacy. You know, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy's going to go down as one of the most charismatic performers who have ever graced a professional wrestling ring. But those problems don't just disappear. Much like Joe said, you know, you, you can probably, there's, you can relapse at any time. And the truth is, is, yeah. Yeah, he probably could. He probably could. But he's not at the moment. He's on the straight and narrow. He's the, look at his return, Jeff Hardy's return. Right, he went through all that shit in TNA, and then all that shit in Impact. He gets back to the WWE. They're thinking about doing a singles thing with him, and he gets popped, driving, you know, under the influence. It's just, it's a vicious circle, man. You put your faith, you put your trust. Is one of those things, man. Don't meet your heroes. I, I've never had a chance to meet him. I've had a chance in the past to work with him, and I, and I missed out. Um, but even if I had worked with him, that doesn't mean I know him. We, would, we wouldn't have walked away from that one event and been friends. You know, we're not going to walk away and be besties. That's not how this, that's not how this works. But I, I congratulate him on his 20 years. I think he's been a nice addition to the industry. Obviously, he's contributed so much. He has so many memories. And he's basically just conditioned an entire generation to do swantons off of high places. And I would know, because I did a bunch of them myself. But the man himself, to me, it matters. It matters. It's the same reason why when they have the Chris Benoit conversation, you know, he was a hell of a wrestler. He was. He was one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. He would wrestle the current roster into a knot. But what he did as a person influences everything. It counts. It's a part of the package. So while the WWE will choose to ignore him outright, I won't do that. But he loses almost all points for everything that he did. He's left with very little, if any. <laughs> so I hold that stuff to you. I do. I hold you responsible. As the same as all of you should do for me. You should be holding me responsible. I can't come on this show Call and say that I'm going to be uncensored and tell you a bunch of shit and then not be honest about it and not hold myself accountable to the actions that I've made. That's not how this world works. If you made a mistake, you made a mistake. You can try to fix it. You can you can come back from it if you work hard enough. But the mistake was made. It does not get erased because you did something nice. It's there. It's what it is. So it just made me think last night. It made me think. It's like, how far do I go with that? And in my head, I started thinking about it and rationalizing it. And I realized I, I go pretty far with it. I'm, I'm pretty all the way, actually, with it. I, I don't feel that you should get a pass. I think if you did bad things and you were irresponsible, 
you need to be that's that's what it is you know the people say oh well i can never be forgiven for my mistakes no not at all you can be forgiven it just isn't going away it's what you did it's part of your resume now it's stuck to you and there's no way around it so be careful with your decision making if you're young enough right now to listen to this and you still got time be careful because the stuff that you do stays with you forever forever it does not go away so thank you guys so much for listening to the show i have a lot of big things coming up um i snuck this one in here um so that you guys can get an episode this week uh, i talked about a few things here that, that uh, i thought was pretty interesting but next next few weeks actually now once this test is over uh i got a lot of cool stuff coming up we're gonna be talking about some pretty interesting shit so Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for enjoying. Thank you guys for downloading. And of course, thank you guys. I said it already, right? For enjoying. Man, I am all over the map. I gotta get my shit together. All right, guys. Peace. Hey, everybody. This is your main man, AJ Orsini, and I am your host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. And that's the show where I dig into this old brain here, this old cerebellum, and, and pull out the most unadulterated uncensored thought i'm just about whatever is rolling around in here man we're talking about tv shows music comic books games movies all forms of entertainment and of course my primary field of expertise professional wrestling if we're down for all that down for interviews with up-and-coming talent down for roundtable discussions down for all that stuff head over to ajoum.podbean.com every wednesday night at 9 p.m got a problem with podbean no problem with me you can check me out on all kinds of platforms itunes spotify stitcher radio google play music tune in radio app listen notes castbox.fm and now starting right now you can catch me on iHeartRadio. 15 countries thousands of downloads join the squad of vote today hey my house listen to my daddy's soul listen to the SMI.